welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk. Thank you so much for choosing to join me. I'm going to make it a really quick intro because this is a good one this week. It's a very practical one about how to change things in your life. So I want to launch straight into that. The only thing I want to say is if you're new to this podcast or if you find this podcast series really helpful, feel free to share it and tell people about it. Um, I don't have a marketing budget. I don't advertise it. So it's really just word of mouth. Um, So put it on your social media if you like, or cut and paste this link for this episode if you find it really useful and email it or send it directly to somebody that you think could really benefit. I really want to help as many people as I can. Um, And it could be as so many people have said just what I needed at the time it spoke to me at the time and it could be the one of your friends is struggling and it could be just what they need at the time and really resonate with them so spread the word do it as much as you like put it on your Instagram whatever it is Uh, that would be lovely thank you so so much if you are new to this podcast because someone sent you the link um, then feel free to go back through the catalogue of all the other 100 and whatever, 18, 19 episodes on so many different subjects, so many different subjects on your well-being, your health, um, your mental strength, your confidence, uh, self-esteem, goal setting, time management, uh, CV writing, um, interview techniques, there's everything out there, loads and loads of things have a look through perhaps start at number one first um, because that's uh, the first 10 are, are, are quite key really to understanding my approach in coaching and life and everything else falls out of those first 10. Um, I tell stories of my own situation and those of the hundreds of clients that I've coached over the last 20 years. So it's very storytelling. I don't have a script. I never know what I'm going to say until I say it. It's from the heart. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. I will now just launch straight into this week's episode of Life Coaching on the Move. Today, I want to talk about the value of our tears. Um, tears, they, we can have tears for numerous reasons, can't we? Um, tears of joy, happiness, tears of laughter. Um, equally, we can have tears of sheer, um, desperation, uh, heartbreak, sadness, um, or anger, in fact. So our tears are often a reaction of what we're going through, good or bad, Uh, They're a symptom of our emotions. They signify that something's going really, really well or something's going really, really not so well. So they're a bit of a um, a sign, really, to others externally and to ourselves. But it's not actually the tears themselves that I want to talk about. It's the word tear because um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately I've been thinking about what T-E-A-R can stand for what it can represent and for me it goes to it it, it tells us a pattern Um, because the T represents really at the base of our tears at the foundation of all our tears is a thought um We've got to have a thought 
first to trigger that emotional reaction, whether it's a good one, that it's a really funny, funny scenario, you, um, or really a happy scenario, you just won the lottery, or um, you found out you're expecting a much wanted baby or something like that. It's a thought. It's first um, an acceptance, a thought, a narrative, uh, words that run through your head. Those words that run through your head, oh my word, we're having a baby. I can't believe it. How exciting. Or, oh my God, I've just been told some horrible uh, news. Um, <clears throat> some, something negative's happened. They, those thoughts, that narrative, those words running through our head then create and cause and trigger our emotional reaction. Our emotions are ones of anger or joy or worry or fear or um, sadness or excitement. So the thoughts, the T of the tears, trigger and encourage and cause our emotions, our emotional response, the E of the tears. Those um, emotional or emotions then directly really shape our actions. So if, we're, if it's triggered, the thought and the narrative has triggered anger, the emotion of anger, it may well shape our actions. We may storm off out there and have a real to do with the neighbour or the, the road rage person that's just um, smashed into our car or uh, go and... Uh, see our best friend who's just messaged to say they're expecting their much wanted baby and we go around there and celebrate and hug them and laugh and celebrate with them or um we've just excitedly heard that we've got that we've been successful and got that much desired job opportunity that we went for an interview we worked really hard for we really really wanted that opportunity we've just been told we've got it so we're now relieved, we're excited, we're thankful, we can't wait, we're a little bit nervous, all those emotions. And they can then shape our actions. We may go out and celebrate, we may go out and buy ourselves some new work clothes, we may um, sit down and prep, or we may go and shout at that person that's angered us, or we may go and have a good old cry and go and talk to a best friend if it's sad news. Whatever it is, it then shapes our actions. Um, and our, so the A of the tears and our actions then impact on the results. We're going to have a huge, great round fallout with our neighbours, never speak to them again. It's going to be awful atmosphere, horrible place to live. If we go and uh, let off all our steam, have a full blown round, cause a scene, it affects us, the result. Or um, we may go and have a difficult conversation and find a resolution and solve it and be rational or professional or talk to our boss or talk to that colleague or team member that's been affecting us and we resolve it or a partner that's upset us or uh, we go and celebrate or go and talk to a friend. Whatever it is, we then, that impacts on the result of what we get. So there are the tears. They could be, as, as always, with tears. And why I'm drawing on that analogy is because they can be positive tears in our lives. They can be very negative tears and um, emotional, sad tears or negative tears. Um, and that's exactly the same with these um, patterns that we run 
all stemming from the thought or the narrative that we said. So the point about this is that we can change how we feel. We can change our emotions. We don't want to feel angry. If we don't want to feel feel fearful, worried, anxious, etc., um, um, resentful, bitter, um, envious. We don't want any of those negative emotions that may be keeping us stuck. They may be eating us up. They may be um, impacting on other areas of our life, affecting our sleep, affecting our relationships, affecting our performance. If those negative emotions are shaping therefore negative actions, we're grumpy at work or we're snappy in our relationship or we're having a difficult time with the kids and we're not, and we're not feeling great as a parent or whatever it is, then we can directly change that by changing the beginning of this, the, the cause, and that is the thoughts that we're running in our heads, the narrative, the story. We can flip that round and see some positive. Okay, so we're angry with the children. They've done something. Um, and it's cause, we, we've said some, oh, I'm so disappointed. How could they do this? How could they speak to me like that? How could they behave like this? What's my, where have I gone wrong? Why are they doing this, etc., etc.? <clears throat> um, we can change that. We can flip it round and instead see all the good. They're good kids. They've done this. They're... Um, you know, they, they know how to behave outside the house. They're angry. They're just going through teenage angst. They're having a hard time with COVID or whatever it is. We can flip around what we're saying. That then changes how we feel towards them. And that will change how we treat them. Um, and the result that we get, there won't be then this ongoing feud between you and the teenager or whatever it is, or you and your, the partner, or you and your work uh, colleague, where it keeps on going round and round and round. It's a repeat pattern. It's a repeat scenario and it constantly drags you down. Well, we can change that by changing the thoughts that we're feeding ourselves. They're just a perception. It's just a story. Um and that will directly impact on everything else. Equally, if we see it as positive and see the good and see the funny side and choose to see things like that, they will be tears of joy or happiness or um, laughter. So we are in charge. We are in charge of how we see things, what we say to ourselves and therefore how we feel and therefore what we do. Um, so this is where tears come in and that's why tears are important. Tears are important because they're signifying something to us, but they're actually important if we break it down because we can be in charge. We can be in the driving seat of those emotions and we can choose. We are in charge of our life, in charge of our emotions. We, If we take personal responsibility, don't be a victim, don't blame others for how we feel. If we instead, instead of blaming that colleague that we just can't stand and we can't work with anymore and blame our boss because he, he or she isn't listening to us and he and she won't move us out of the department or whatever. If we start taking responsibility for what we're thinking about that person, how we're responding to whatever they're doing or saying, how we can change that and therefore change how we feel about them and then change what happens as a, as a result. If we take personal responsibility and see which bits am I in charge of, what can I control, what can I do about this, what can I change in my head that will change 
how I feel inside and that impacts on everything. It's a great, great learning opportunity. These things do drag us down. Yes, they impact on our sleep. Yes, they impact on our our ability to digest and our stress and our food and our health and our well-being and everything. But we can change it. We can do something about it. We don't have to be a victim of other people. We don't have to be a martyr. We don't have to sit there and blame or expect others to do things about it. We can directly do things about it in our own heads, which will have a profound effect outside in the world. It's bizarre. We can't change the world, but if we change what we do and think and feel, actually the world changes anyway. The other thing to say about the analogy of the tears, if you see it as a a circle with the T at the top at the 12 o'clock, the E at the three o'clock, the A for actions at the six o'clock and the R for the result at nine o'clock. If we see that cycle and that pattern, we can actually change it as well, not just by changing our thoughts, but there's another way that we can directly change it, that pattern. And that's at the A, we can do eat. So we, if we change our actions, and what we do, that can also have an upward effect around that clock. If we change our actions, that too will change our emotions and that too will change our thoughts. So we can do it both ways. We can address it at the root of what we're thinking, what we're saying. We can equally address it at the action, the physical, because I don't know about you, but often if we just, let's say, for example, this morning, woke up it was blowing a gale outside we're in the middle of one of those storms fences are down trees are down it's grim it's cold it's wet it's miserable and I could hear this at five o'clock this morning I could hear it outside um it you it just affects you but um you can give into it and think I'm not going out there or this is miserable etc or you can just embrace it and get out there anyway got out there with the dogs with the right gear on nice and warm actually it was a really bracing lovely wind felt great i thought then i'd probably be in most of the day you know almost go into hibernation mode no um youngest wants to go into town shopping so here i am sat in the car park waiting for him recording a podcast so out and about it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's not, it's not sunny and warm, but I'm using the time. So I've changed my actions instead of sitting at home and not doing very much and feeling rubbish. No sense of achievement and no sense of worth, giving in to external things. I've taken control, done something about it. I'm going with it rather than fighting it. As soon as I finished here, I've then got to take my eldest down uh, an hour's drive to a hockey match and stand outside in this weather with the right gear on and watch him uh, play hockey. Then rush back, shower and then go out for the evening with some friends that's been pre-booked. So ordinarily there's a tendency to let the weather give in and actually end up going to bed tonight feeling it's been a waste of a day, stuck inside, a little bit low, a little bit down, you've had no fresh air no exercise, no movement, no contact with the outside world. You almost feel like a bit of a hermit and a bit down, a wasted Saturday, no sense of pride or achievement, a bit miserable, or actually feel exhausted because it's been busy, busy, race, 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 rush, 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 achieve, achieve, feel good, feel positive, 
uh, feel that you've uh, mastered it and embraced it anyway. We have a choice. So we can at any point give in to the external and, um, and be taken along that wave, be controlled by external forces, but we're not. We don't have to be. We at any point can choose. We can make that decision. We can do things about it. We can take the lead. We do not need to be victims. It's horrible. Why would anybody want to feel sorry for themselves or other people feel sorry for them? Um, I was listening to something really inspiring recently and I can't remember who it was. Um, A really great guy. I think he was... um, a professional coach of different footballers, I think. But he himself was living with Parkinson's disease, but nonetheless not letting it... He very, very optimistic, very, very positive, very much in control, and very much not letting it win. And um, I think one of his words in the interview was, why would I want anyone to feel sorry for me? Why would I want that? That's a horrible feeling. I want people to be inspired by me and I want to inspire myself. And I thought, what a great mindset. Um, He's perhaps got good cause to be down and fed up and feel, why me? And this is a horrible illness. No, no, no. He chooses, he took the choice with his consultant to be in charge of this, to be in charge of his reaction to the diagnosis and how he's going to live and his future. He didn't, he refused to be a victim of it, for it to define him, for it to rule him. He was just in that decision process, taking the lead. Yes, I'm living with this, but I'm going to decide how I live with it and how I'm going to adapt to it and how I'm going to respond to it. So it can be anything. It can be responding to other people, external situations, illnesses, etc. We are in the driving seat at all times of how we react, how we feel and what we do. So that cycle, that that clock face, we can do it backwards in terms of changing our actions. Um, Let's say you want to, you've signed up for a challenge, a physical challenge to raise some money for charity. And that's very topical at the moment. There's a lot of people doing some amazing things that is currently on the news a lot. That they're, they're appearing, they're doing some phenomenal feats and raising a huge amount of money. Um, I've forgotten his name. I'm, I'm so sorry. I've forgotten the, the name of the guy that ran 100 miles over 24 hours to raise. So far, I think he's raised half a million for motor neuron disease and from my point of view I'm really passionate about that charity and that illness my grandma was taken um, that way and it was a horrible horrible uh, thing that she went through this was 20 odd years ago and I uh, I know they're trying to make advancements in medicine about this and discover hopefully cures for it and um, I think what he's done for that charity and for the awareness of that the illness and and hopefully to encourage more research into it and more treatments for it and hopefully one day a cure for it because it's a vicious horrible illness um i think what he's done is amazing and i think that's his second challenge anyway he's done much more fundraising previously to this for his friend truly inspiring truly truly inspiring but there will be days where he didn't want to do that training it would would, maybe he was tired um 
you know, hurting, in pain, struggling, cold, wet, windy, but he got himself out there. Um, he made it happen. So although his thoughts might have been one morning in the dark, God, it's cold, it's wet, it's miserable. God, I don't want to do this. I want to stay in my warm bed. His actions, he made himself get up, get on. Um, we can do that at any point. We can make ourselves do the actions, do an action, do something, an activity, take steps, physically take action. And that then changes how we feel. We feel inspired within five or 10 minutes. We, you know, the heart's racing, we're warming up, we're getting into it. And that then directly changes what we're thinking in our head anyway. We stop thinking, oh, I can't do this. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. We change it to, oh, I'm doing this. Actually, I get to do this. Actually, this is quite good. I feel good. I'm the only one out. Oh, people are waking up now. The sun's rising. Look at that beautiful sunrise or listen to the birds, whatever. We change what we're thinking by changing our actions. So we can take the lead either way. If we have a choice and to really, really optimize it, we need to change both. So at the same time, change what we're thinking and change what we do. That's a double whammy, um, a kind of double pronged attack. That's really, really going to get us where we want to be. So my key message to you today is what is it that you've been struggling with lately or you're, you've been overthinking, it's dominating your mind or it's dragging your emotions down or perhaps even had you in tears. What is it? What can you change about it? Can you change what you're doing or can you change what you're thinking and saying to yourself about it or both? And how can you aim to flip that around in order to literally visualize yourself crying with joy, laughter, um, happiness instead? That would be a great goal to have, wouldn't it? And you can achieve that. We can, any of us can. The, the hardest thing actually is that switch going on, that decision has been made. The hardest thing is reaching that decision. But don't overthink it. We've just got to simplify it, keep it simple, choose, make the decision, flip that switch. Right, I'm going to do something about it and I'm going to do something about it now. There's no time like the present. If there's anything you can do about whatever it is that's been troubling you, um, dragging you down or affecting you, then try and take some action right now, today, whether it's phone that person up and talk to them, whether it's um, write down how you're feeling, get it all out, whether it's um, send them a message or whether it's call a meeting and let's sit down and talk about this or whether it's change what you're saying in your head and flip it around, whether it's talk it out with a friend or a coach or, or a counsellor or um, a mentor or your manager, whatever it is, take some action because what you've been doing so far isn't working because it's dragging you down. So don't repeat that. Don't continue that. Make a change. Um, Decide now what change you're going to do. If it's that you're feeling rubbish about uh, your nutrition or your exercise or whatever and low self-esteem, do something about it. Make that happen. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it today. Um, you know, 10 minutes. Just do five minutes. Don't overcommit. Do something manageable, but do something. Then you can, you can pat yourself on the back for it. You can acknowledge I did something. The first step is always the hardest. The first sentence is the hardest to come for that essay or that document or whatever it is. Um, 
but once you've written the first sentence, it starts flowing. Once you start dialing that number, you're in that phone call. I had exactly that with my son this week. I wanted him to make a really important call uh, about his, uh, you know, things going on in his future. He was avoiding it, self-doubt, etc. And I said, why don't you just do it? Just pick up the phone. All right. I riled him, I think, because he literally said, all right, then I will if it gets you off my back. Before he thought about it anymore, he was on that call. It was much easier than he thought it was going to be. Much better outcome. It, the worst persecution we've got is in our head. Um, so he cut all that out, stopped that overthinking, stopped that talking himself out of it, that hesitation, that stuck in the mud feeling. Just do it. That's such a simple mantra. Just do it. Just do five or 10 minutes exercise. And actually, once you start, that 10 minute exercise goes, it evolves into 15 minutes because it actually starts to feel good. Um, or just do 10 minutes of that ironing that's been piling up or just get the hoover on and start whatever it is these are tiny little examples just get out there and do a bit of christmas shopping or just get out there and go and see that friend and have that awkward conversation or send that message saying fancy meeting up soon if you've been stewing about it and you know overthinking these things just do something about it a small step but at least you've taken a step you'll feel so much better for it and so much more in control so let's aim for tears of joy. Um, let's go for it. Um, take steps, take action, share it with me. Drop me an email. Let me know what it was that you'd been angsting about, how long for and why. And then tell me what you did about it and what the result was. And you'll feel great. And it's always good to share it because actually through sharing it, you're telling yourself a second time how well you've done and you're celebrating a second time. So um, if you don't share it with me, share it with a friend. But um, good luck. Have a great time. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it and feel good and smile. Um, the last thing I wanted to say is there are loads of things up on the website now. Today is we're still in November as this goes up, just almost in December. So I have put up various gift voucher uh, options um, for uh, you can buy for loved ones or, or for colleagues or whatever it is. You can treat someone to um, two sessions or three sessions or whatever. There are different options to have some coaching to really address something that's going on in their life. Could be their stress, could be their career, could be their motivation, it could be their mental health um, and low level sort of just stuck feeling self-esteem, confidence, all of that. So if you want to give a gift to someone that you care for and make a difference to a strong start in 2022, then do do that. Go on the website. Also, if you instead want to sign them up for a course, I've got all the course dates of starting again in January through popular demand. There's stress, there's time management, and most importantly, there's the confidence and life skills course rerunning. But big announcement. I've actually also launched a confidence and group coaching course over um, seven weeks specifically for teenagers so that they're all together they're all struggling with similar things they can learn from each other they can share each other and, I, and the groups are going to be tiny so it's not scary for them 
So they're really, really limited in numbers. I will rerun them, obviously. Um, but that starts in January for your teen. If you've got a teenager in your life that you're concerned about, and I know that there are so many out there because I'm working one-on-one with them. So you can either contact me for one-on-one coaching with them or, and the power of the coaching, group coaching is A, it's um, it's more cost-effective because cost is spread over a few. But B... Um, they learn from each other. They actually get comfort in hearing, I'm not the only one. Oh, you feel that way too. Oh, that's worked for you. Maybe I'll try that. Um, And actually, they can make friends through that course and stay in touch um, if they're happy with that, if they bond with somebody on that little program because it's tiny on Zoom. They can stay in touch with them and sort of look out for each other and stay, you know, you know how they love online things and they're used to it. It's the way of the world now. And they can just stay online with each other and sort of keep each other going. So www.milestone-coaching.co.uk is the website address. Have a look through, look for the teenage workshops or one-to-one coaching for teenagers all the adult ones for you or a loved one if you want a good old start in 2022 or coaching if you want to give a gift of coaching for you or you could treat yourself or for a loved one. It's all there at the website. If not, drop me a line and stay in touch and let me know how you crack things this week and what successes you make. Have a really strong, good week. Take care. Speak to you on the next episode. (music) 